0: It's going on, grinders. Dean here. It's Dean 7 out of 4 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 5.30 on the East Coast, 2.30 on the West Coast, 4.30 Tennessee time, which of course is time for the flagship show here at grinders. It's called Grinders Live. And join me today, straight out the gate. Of course, we had the, the appetizer slate yesterday, a couple games going on during the, the, the day today. 11 gamer, big slates going down tonight, million dollar prizes, batting first, leading off. It's a uh, Grant Nefer with a... Lovely haircut. What's up, Grant? He brought his big league chew. What's going on, Grant?
1: Yeah, it's the Josh Donaldson. Uh, I thought I'd bring it out for baseball season and just because I've had it for most of quarantine. But gosh, it's good to be back. I'm so happy right now. And might as well throw in some some delicious bubble gum.
0: Are you going to eat that entire pack throughout the uh, throughout the show? that will be good times. I can put it all in right now. Challenging Well, what's the what's the fun of that? It's called moderation. You got to pace yourself there, Grant. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's go ahead and talk to uh, Derek Cardi. You may know him that's from such things as the Bat, the Blitz, and now the Bat X. What's going on, Cardi, and what is the Bat X?
2: What's going on? I'm so excited baseball's here. Like you have no idea. It's been it's been a long year. We're back and the bat X is here. The Bat X is a new upgraded version of the Bat that uses stack cast data, launch angles, barrels, exit velocity, sprint speed, 150 other different Things all got studied, all got put into it uh, to make the bat even better. So uh, I'm pretty pumped to use it this year. I'm checking out the YouTube chat right now. What's going on, YouTube? Feel free to like and subscribe. We much
0: appreciate that. I should mention, uh, if you guys are on YouTube or anywhere you're watching this show, coming up after us, following us, for are giving it away for free once again today. Crunch time is free. You get the great, the GOAT. Uh, cheese is good. You get STL cards as well. And, of course, you have Kevin Roth hosting the, the deal and telling you what's going on weather-wise, I believe weather is pretty clean i'm no meteorologist don't play one on tv don't, don't play one on the internet but last i checked when i can see it's basically clean uh cardi one thing i see here in the youtube chat first thing i noticed is they want you to uh we need to zoom out on you they want to see how many buttons you have undone
2: you how exact how excited are you exactly about baseball being back oh i'm so excited i mean i'm ready to undo <laughs> all the buttons on the shirt on the pants because baseball's back and just what, what's got to happen the pants, I think, is for premium. I'm pretty sure that doesn't just go out on YouTube. It is a premium. Yeah, no, this is a free show. Sorry, guys. I can't can't do that. Going to jump
0: in and break down pictures in just a second. Uh, just thoughts, Grant, as far as this season, we're expecting, of course, a 60-game sprint. DFS, all we care about is today and today. only. we don't care about tomorrow. We don't care about yesterday. Uh, but how do you think the 60-game and just sort of the overall situation, how is that going to be changed from a DFS perspective?
1: My mouth is so full.
0: <laughs> I thought I gave you enough time.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to make it smaller, but it keeps getting staying the same size in my mouth. All right. Should I go to Cardi? <laughs> I'm done I with mean,
2: this. My mouth is empty for the time being. So, uh...
0: <laughs> Well, Cardi, fire away. How are we, uh, how are we attacking the 60-gamer? I imagine different teams are doing different things, and I think it will be more interesting once we get like in the pitcher four, pitcher five as opposed to the ones, of course, we're calling Tommy Malone one. So like, it's a case by case situation, depending on the team, but uh, it's a
2: flexible definition.
0: Yes. (laughs) One by default. So uh, is there a general strategy or is it just sort of like based upon what that day is? Uh, Just let's see what the slate gives us. So your
2: thoughts here as far as that. Yeah. Same as anything else. It's going to be what the slate gives you. And I think especially the first time or two through the rotation for each guy, it's going to be really important to pay attention to how deep they're going to go, because even though, you know, people talk about volume a lot more in football and basketball volume matters in baseball and some pitchers because of this weird layoff we had, you know, in summer camp was a lot shorter than the spring training normally is. Some pitchers are basically completely stretched out. Now we'll see guys go over a hundred pitches tonight and we'll see some guys get pulled after like 60 pitches tonight because everyone's kind of at a different level. So understanding what level every pitcher is at is going to make, I think a big difference because, uh, you know, if you're expecting your ACE to go out there and throw a hundred pitches and he only throws 80, that's, that's not ideal.
0: Yeah. Grant, I guess that's a good segue to the top pitcher in the slate. Justin Verlander, 11, four on DK. And he's facing this absolutely putrid Seattle lineup. Um, and he's but how many how many lefties we you seen as far as the, the Seattle side? Of course, you pull up the plate IQ here at RG, uh, which is my favorite tool to use when I'm making lineups. Uh, this this Seattle team, Grant, I guess that's your team. I suppose that's your team. We're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six lefties. Verlander, of course, a righty, but of course last year he threw uh struck out thirty-nine percent of lefties. This team collectively last season uh, struck out what twenty-four point five percent. You got Lewis at 32%. You have Malik Smith at 25.9%. But if we're not going to get Verlander to throw 105 pitches and go seven or eight innings, if he goes six, strikes out eight or nine, gets the W, that's good. But I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Grant. We live in the world of a salary cap. We do. Uh, So is it worth paying up for Verlander when you consider, you know, that's a lot of funds being delegated out?
1: I mean, I think it kind of depends on sites. Like, obviously, it's a good matchup. we got a whole bunch of – not great hitters. I mean, you look at the actual K rates of the guys that have been the, the majors last year, and we've got like Long is a 26%, Lewis is a 32%, Vogelbach 26 Nola 27 like not, not great strikeout rates all the way up and down. So yes, I am worried a little bit about Verlander's ability to go late into the game, but he's not going to give up a whole lot of runs. I mean, he's going up against a very, very bad Seattle team. He has the lowest run total against on the entire board here, and their strikeouts. Like I don't know too much about Evan White or the other guy that I can't even pronounce He's his a last Houston game.
0: Castaway and I think he's projected. I remember even- yeah,
1: I remember Evan White being in Houston like two years ago. But I can't imagine he's that great. Um he's not but, yeah. So like it's not a good lineup. Like Mariners are in full on rebuilding mode and they are trash right now. And so like Verlander, I don't think he's gonna go that late which he's been a workhorse in the past. Like he always went A bunch of innings last year, especially because he can get a high pitch count and he can also uh, not really walk a whole ton of guys. But they kind of change his throwing motion. I know Cheese mentioned that today, but I think still, like I seeing this lineup, it's I'm I'm a little bit more on Verlander than I was the beginning of the day. He is going to be high owned, but like it's a crapshoot. Most of the aces are going to have decent amount of ownership, so I don't care if I'm going from twenty percent with Flaherty and paying a little bit extra to 35% with Verlander, I think it still might be worth it. I don't know if I'm going there for cash, but for tournaments, like he's offering you the most upside and there's some cheap bats on the slate today.
0: Yeah. I will say it's kind of messing around with lineups. Uh, He's much easier to make work on Fandle than he is on DK. And it's all about what the slate gives you. And there's a a lot of teams that are throwing at their ones as well, too, that are reasonable step downs can kind of make things work. And yeah, there's a dude named Jose Marble. Marblejos is a draw on the start. Uh, He's like 27, 28 years old. And, uh, batting seventh, which by the way, J.P. Crawford and Alex Smith is like, how is this guy batting ahead of me? Uh, you know, they have CEO team girth, you know, Vogelbach, he's a fun roster, but he's, he's a couple K's on layaway as well. Uh, jump in here, Cardi, because I know he's going to be showing up some of the bat stuff as well, too. I know he's the highest projected pitcher in a raw points perspective uh, on the bat, but again, there are some great step downs and salary matters. So what are we doing here as far as rowender? So
2: I'm going to do a very anti Cardi thing right now. Uh-oh. And I'm going to throw out a narrative street for you. And I want to know if I'm crazy about this narrative street. So we know this offseason, the sign stealing scandal for the Astros broke. The Astros were stealing signs, banging trash cans, using buzzers or whatever. And everyone's pissed at the Astros. So what happens if tonight in the first inning, Marco Gonzalez goes out <laughs> and plunks George Springer. And then he plunks Jose Altuve. And they all get upset and the umpires issue warnings and they say, no more of this hitting the Astros stuff. And the next inning, Burlander goes out. And because of old school baseball rules, he hits Shedlong or he hits whoever. And he gets thrown out in the second inning. What's the chances of that actually happening?
1: Uh, 5%? A lot better than anyone else on the slate.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it, that's an interesting angle, I suppose, but they banned that. Didn't they say that they actually went out of the way and say, we're going to ban going to the mound this year as if it wasn't banned already. I thought it was right. already illegal.
1: So, like
2: what happens if they actually do it? Like things could get heated pretty quickly. Like
1: everyone could get Corona.
2: Well, that too. Um, well, Marco
0: Gonzalez though, like what's his angle with Houston? Like maybe like a, maybe like a Yankee, you know, that'll give you more so different teams, uh, teams that kind of like are battling for spots. Maybe, maybe they can say like, well, that's the reason why we're not there, but. Marco Gonzalez wasn't getting there, uh, you know. Trash cans or no trash cans, he wasn't going anywhere. In the Mariners.
2: Yeah. so so I mean that's kind of where I'm at with Verlander. I think I'm going to play him, but I am concerned about this, especially because Verlander isn't especially stretched out to begin with. So, like Verlander, um, he he maxed out in his last appearance at like 74 pitches, which would basically put him in line for like 90 95 tonight which is probably enough um, normally, but if even if you knock off 5% of that and you knock him down to like 85 pitches, which is where I have him in the bat right now, um, I knocked off about 5% for this chance, that makes him a borderline play in cash games. I think I'll probably do it, but it is something that I'm uh, a little bit concerned about, and I wanted to see what you guys thought to see. If I was totally crazy, if I'm overreacting here, um, I don't know.
0: I mean, I don't think if, if that's a concern, like you could play Bieber, you can play Nola, you can play Flaherty, you know. So I don't think it's that much of a. An there's issue. another guy that I would play instead, actually. Ooh. Okay. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to just jump to that guy? Are you, you're talking as a Fanduel
2: one, or is like one of the DK to two pitchers? One of the DK, yeah. One of those other two guys, I think, is a lock no matter what. And then my second guy it would either. I be think I know who you're
1: going to say, and I'm going to be very against it. Well, who is it, Grant? My um, guess is Heaney.
2: It is Haney. If we can get a screenshot. These are the the Bat-X's top four pitchers tonight. Um, You guys probably can see the screen. We got Verlander one, but only at 85 pitches. Bieber two, who I think is pretty much a lock um, in cash teams on both sites. Flaherty's three, but right behind Flaherty, like a quarter of a point less, is Andrew Haney. And this is very much like a if you subscribed to the bat at all before or you watch me on crunch time or on this or anything, this is very much like a bat play. Like everyone's going to be on Flaherty because he's the better pitcher. He's against this bad looking Pittsburgh lineup, but Haney, I think is just as good and cheaper. So he's not as good from a pure talent standpoint, but the matchup is a lot better
1: um, Ready for our first bet of the year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll make our first bet of the year. Haney so, will
1: not get 10 DK points.
2: You don't think Haney's getting 10 points?
1: You know who my favorite three man stack is? I'll give okay. you a hand. They're on the other side. <laughs> uh, Chapman, Davis, and Semyon? Uh, no, it's actually Olsen. There you go. I, everyone's going to say lefty lefty matchup, but because remember correctly, like Haney's a little bit reverse splits. So we don't have a giant sample size of it, so we should actually be splits neutral. Um, Olsen does strike out at a pretty heavy rate, but. Haney gives up, what, a 47% hard contact rate last year. He gives up fly balls. I know it's not a great park, which is the most disappointing part. But all these guys are coming in, I think we have not projected, a 1% to 3% ownership. All three of these guys can absolutely bomb it out of the park. 4.1K, 4.1K, 4K for those three guys. And you can add Simeon in if you want make it a four-man for 4.3K. They all have a ton of power. Everyone remembers Chris Davis being terrible last year, but I'm fairly certain it was the wrist injury that was really – bugging him like all these guys can mash the ball out of the park even over in Oakland like Heaney is not fit like Heaney could have a big out. he can get a decent amount of K's like this Oakland lineup has a few decent strikeout guys against it but overall they have a 19.3% projected strikeout rate versus lefties, going off of last year's data I don't think I think Heaney's gonna get destroyed and Oakland's actually one of my favorite bets on the board for sports betting today
0: you may have actually bet that, Grant. I feel like we talked about that
1: pre-show. We we in fact did. I, I, I I'm, I'm glad sports betting against Colorado and with baseball back. I I just kept betting. I have like just tons of bets. <laughs> I, I th- threw in the max deposit bonus on every site, and somehow now all my all my money's in play on every single site.
0: We have a couple more we'll tease. we'll get later in the show. That we both actually. I, I remember I talked to you. I said these are the three bets I like, and you go those are the three bets I like. like that's just weird. And we don't you know we don't always agree either, but. Cardi, give me the retort as far as Haney because Grant came out swinging.
2: Yeah, so here's here's the pitch for Haney. First, Andrew Haney used to be the number one prospect in baseball, like number one pitching prospect in baseball, and now everyone thinks he sucks for some reason, even though he doesn't suck. Like he had he struck out like twelve batters per nine last year. The guy is good. He has. A well, he came out
1: hurt. the first game with like what fifteen and four and a half innings. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. Andrew Haney is good. <laughs> He has a home run problem. That's Andrew Haney's biggest problem. So he's a boom-bust guy. That is acknowledged, but that doesn't matter for cash games because we care about value. And in GPPs, you want to embrace that variance anyway. You want that upside. But here's the reason Haney's a good play today. Because this matchup, aside from Oakland having some power bats, the game environment actually plays really well into his his weakness because this is not April where there's games that are 30 degrees or 40 degrees. We're in the middle of summer on opening day. Every single game is over 70 degrees. A lot of them are over 80. A few of them are very close to touching 90. In Oakland, it's 53 degrees. The weather in Oakland is so much better for pitching than anywhere else, especially when you compare it to a guy like Flaherty. Flaherty has the best hitting weather of the day, and Haney has the best pitching weather. Flaherty is like 90-degree weather in St. Louis. Haney is cold, and he goes from Angel Stadium, which is actually a good home run park, into Oakland, which is one of the best home run suppressing parks. You combine the park with the weather with Haney's strikeout ability. Yeah, he's going to be boomer bust, but it sets up really well for him here. Um, and so I'm very interested in uh, in Andrew
1: Haney tonight. So what? So based on that logic, what about the guy on the other side who is projected at one seventeenth of the amount of ownership? And is going up against a worse hitting team with a lower run t- total. I, uh, well, Montas, the one thing, about
2: Montas isn't as stretched out. He'll probably cap at like 85 pitches tonight. Haney, you don't Haney, know how many
1: Haney. steroids he's been doing.
2: What's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, I think the Angels are a better team than Oakland is and probably less strikeout prone. Wow. Um, um, well, uh, yes, we can actually look at this. So actually, yeah, uh, on, the, on the screen here, the Bats projected lineup. So the Bats projected lineups has the lineup for every team today, and it has the combined strikeout rate for the team. So if we go down, Oakland is like uh, maybe eighth or ninth here at about 24%. For Haney, if you scroll down to L.A. against Frankie Montas, they are the fifth lowest team today at 21%. This is also one of the reasons why I'm not super on Flaherty because the second lowest team is the Pittsburgh pirates. Even though that lineup looks terrible, there are not a lot of strikeouts in that lineup for Flaherty and it's hot. Um, so that is, you know, why I think the gap between Haney and Flaherty is a lot smaller than people are going to make it out to be, especially when Haney's going to come at a third of the ownership.
0: How about the ballpark there in Oakland? That, that ballpark suppresses strikeouts. I guess you don't care. The, the price is cheap enough that you, you know.
2: um, it suppresses it a little bit in recent years. I think it's actually like stopped doing that as much as it used to. Um, but really, I mean, the thing with Haney, like, he has the I mean, stuff to get strikeouts. The main thing is the home runs. And so the the park suppressing the home runs is the bigger thing for him, I think. Jumping here, Grant, you were saying?
1: Yeah, I mean, is Oakland, I still feel like it suppresses strikeouts a lot. The big reason it does is because of those massive foul ball grounds over on the left and right field side. So that's kind of why it's suppress the strikeouts and so I don't think it's actually stopped over recent years the trends have floated in a different direction it's because of the high strikeouts in a lot of the teams in their, their division and it's the high strikeouts of the A's over the last few years whereas earlier on they were trying to get guys didn't strike out who didn't actually hit for that much power and who walked a lot so I don't think the park really has changed much uh, it's just because the way that guy's going in and out of it, that it's changed. But it still definitely does suppress strikeouts to a decent amount, which does kind of play well into Haney. Like, I'm not full, really full-stacking the A's. It's those three guys that are far too cheap, all of which can hit one to two bombs in there because they're all 40-plus home run guys in all reality in a normal park. And, yes, it's a bad ballpark, but the home runs are absolutely there. I don't hate Haney that much. Like, he has some upside – I'm not using him. I would much rather go with Montas on the other side. It is a pitch count concern, but I'm not going to be surprised if he still goes out there and pitches enough innings. Yes, there are three to four low strikeout bats, but they're predominantly left-handed, and Montas has a great splitter that's a great out pitch against these guys. So I prefer Montas at much lower ownership on the other side, but I'm not going to argue with people playing either of them. I'm just going to be too heavy on the A's just because of how little ownership they're actually going to garner. Cody, who are you pairing with Haney? Is it Bieber?
2: Yeah, it's Bieber. Um, Bieber is just kind of the the guy that seems like the, you know, quote-unquote safe guy on the slate or the best guy on the slate. Um, you know, he's, a, he's you know, 1,000 cheaper than Verlander, facing kind of a weak Royals team, above average strikeout rate, uh, really good pitch framing catcher in Roberto Perez, and he's pretty much fully stretched. Um, he should be at least. So, um, you know, I think Bieber is kind of the – the, the clear-cut cash guy today for me.
0: Yeah, nice to see strong in the lineup. 32 percent as far as striking out. Uh, also modesty, out of the modesty. Thirty, thirty-two percent. Of course, if he gets out on base, he can be annoying. Uh, and McBroom as well, thirty-one percent. Big
1: K. Gosh, guys. I miss McBroom.
0: Well, you're going to see him strike out a couple of times tonight, but the, I, mean, I don't know if that's what you miss. He had his that moments, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen tonight. Uh, you have Beaver or do you have Flaherty there, Grant? I have Beaver. Okay. Uh, Are we just not playing Flaherty, Cardi, because of the weather you're talking about as far as that lineup?
2: uh, Pittsburgh, not good, but they're going to ground out and pop out as opposed to striking out? That's kind of where I'm at with Flaherty, especially at his ownership. I don't think he projects high enough because of the lack of strikeouts in the lineup and because of the weather to be a cash guy and the ownership is too high to make him a GPP guy. I actually would stack the Pirates against him. That's, I think, the GPP play tonight. Oh,
0: That's
1: a bold strategy, Cotton.
0: Let's see how that works out. Uh, I'm not on that, but I hear you. Uh, is is that because of the, just the heat mostly, or is is that a leverage play for tournaments, Sir Flaherty? It's a
2: little bit of both. I mean, obviously it's the heat. Um, it's a, it's a better park for power than PNC is. Uh, Flaherty is a right hander with a wide platoon split, and he's facing I think five or six lefties.
1: But none of those um, lefties have power is the biggest problem. Like I, I'm right there with you. I think that it's pretty decent to target lefties, but outside of Bell, like Bell. what other lefty is going to hit the ball at the ballpark?
2: Oh, Sueno maybe, but
1: that's about it. He's a right, but yeah.
2: Yeah, but here's, I mean, Brian Reynolds can hit a home run on occasion. Colin Moran has a little bit of power, Um, but the thing is they're so cheap. You can, you can stack these guys. You can do a five man stack of pirates and average paying three K for all five of them. And so you can stack the pirates, get your leverage against Flaherty. They don't have to do a whole lot because of how cheap they are. And you can put anything else you want in that lineup. You can do Verlander Bieber. You can stack the Red Sox. You can stack the Dodgers with them. You can do whatever you want. Because they're so cheap, and you get the leverage against a high-end pitcher. By the way, nineteen percent collectively that lineup
0: for Pittsburgh, as far as striking out, to speak to the lack of upside for Flaherty. He's a great pitcher, and he's almost—I feel pretty confident—he's going to drop the QS, the quality start. Uh, but I don't know if that might suppress his ceiling to some degree. I'm just going to throw out a couple names. You can't just sit here and talk about pitchers all day. But if you guys have a thought, uh, a you know, strong, a strong opinion, one way or another, uh, feel free to jump in here. Jose Barrios versus the White Sox. Nope. Way too expensive on DK for me. The other
1: side, Gilito? Uh, I I have a very strictly GVP interest on him just because, like, he came out just absolutely dealing best pitcher in baseball at one point last year. And there's a lot of power in this lineup. But remember, we got Cave, Sano, and Garver down there at the bottom. And we've got some – and Nelly Cruz right there in the middle. So as long as he keeps the ball in the park, which – can be a problem with him, especially going up against righties, but there's a lot of lefties in there. I, I, he, can, he can absolutely just dominate. He's going to come in at no ownership because people do not want to no, – people are scared away by it. And the 4.6 run total against him for a guy that expensive, I, I have some definitely have some GPP ownership in G.
2: Cardi, are we still picking on the
1: Marlins like Nola today?
2: So under normal circumstances, I'd be all over Nola in this spot. Like I don't think the Marlins are very good. Um, but they, they're maybe a little better than people think they're getting a big park upgrade today. And most importantly, Nola's not especially stretched out. I think he threw like, I don't know, he finished somewhere in like the sixties with his pitches. I think in his last start, like he's probably going to max at like 85 today, which just isn't enough. Like in that range, I'd rather have, you know, I'd rather spend a little more for Bieber. I'd rather, uh, you know, I'd rather spend a little more for Flaherty. I'd rather go down to Haney. Um, so that, that's where I'm at with Nola. Yeah, i you had
1: anything to add there, Grant, or shall I move on? Uh, I Philly's one of the biggest bets I have out there today at minus. I think I got a minus 186 on certain sites, uh, so I like that. I, I think Sandy is just a complete and total fraud. I
2: totally I, agree. I like the. I like Philly. I don't
1: so, like you agreeing with me. I retract my <laughs> statement.
2: The weird thing about Alcantara
0: is, like, uh, his K rate is terrible, but, like, people will swear he's got a great pitch mix. So maybe he's still uh, trying to figure it out. He has a
1: five pitch mix, which maybe is why he's able to generate so much soft contact. None of them are good, (laughs) but none of them are really out pitch. It's just pitches made to just make you swing and make poor contact on it. So that's kind of, like, why his fit and Sierra are very different than his actual ERA, and it's why it could possibly be a trend to continue. But none of his pitches are really that great outside of a decent fastball and cutter, which he doesn't even use the cutter, really. Um, like, he just doesn't have great pitches. They're just meant to get softer contact and not great hits. But I think they're gonna, people are going to figure that out real quickly.
0: Cardi, you're big into, like, catchers and, like, uh, framing and things like that. I thought Francisco Sorelli had to stop catching because of concussions. Uh, they lost their catcher today, I think, potentially due to COVID, uh, the former affiliate. I'm forgetting his name for some reason. But Francisco Cirelli is going to be catching for a contra which uh, I don't think he's a good catcher. You tell me as far as framing and things of that sort,
2: but that can't yeah, help him. Weird. He was actually like one of the absolute best in baseball, oh, like okay. three or four years ago. And now he's, he's a, he's a minus. Like he's a, you know, he's a, he's not good defensively anymore.
0: Yeah. Maybe again, he had a concussion issue and I, I don't like him back there for that reason, but uh, whatever, we shall move on. Lance Lynn is kind of tricky, Cardi. Uh, Lance Lynn, basically, you know, if it's a bunch of lefties, you don't play him. If it's a bunch of righties, you're interested. He's got pretty dramatic splits He's, put, he's pitching in Texas, new ballpark in Texas. There was some speculation that they might open it up for uh, different reasons. Uh, it's not; it's going to be closed. So instead of being ninety-ish in Texas, it's going to be seventy-five or so, whatever his control temperatures. So that's better for pitching. Uh, but it's a pile of lefties. The two righties there in the lineup are both, in the lineup. They're both really good: Arenado and Story. I don't. I think I'm out on land. It's too many lefties, and the the, the two good hitters. You know, the righties are two of the best hitters. So uh, the Rockies are terrible on the road. It's not a very good lineup. But and he's also
2: pricey. I think I'm out. It, t- t- tell me what I should do with Lance Lynn. I'm out on him too. I mean, at 8,900 or whatever he costs, um, you know, in a GPP, sure, if you want to take a shot and, you know, 5% of your lineups, 10% of your lineups, I'm not going to tell you he's a bad play, but he's not a guy that I'm, like, focusing on. Uh,
0: Lynn, uh, how about Hermon Marquez as well, uh, Grant? Anything on those guys?
1: Uh, not so much on Marquez, but I am on Lynn a little bit, and people keep asking about Woodruff um yeah he's interesting on
0: like, in dk as an sp2
2: i think he's interesting
1: yeah he's definitely cheap enough um it, uh, as with everyone the pitch count is super concerning like i'm spreading my ownership pretty wide on this slate uh but he will be in my builds
0: i will say this uh weather edge uh, if you guys don't if you guys are premium members you get weather edge for free kevin roth i'm sure will speak to this uh after us again kevin roth STL cards <laughs> And cheese is good. We'll be on it from crunch time, 6.30, all the way up the lock, taking your guys' questions, breaking down the slate, anything else that comes out there. But Ross WeatherEdge tool, uh, based on 112 games with light conditions, nothing else, nothing as far as who's playing, who's pitching, yada, yada, yada. But just that, uh, in 112-game sample, t- negative 26.9% home runs expectancy, uh, negative 9.2% uh, run expectancy, and uh, negative 8.4% as far as ERA. Uh, so less runs, less homers lower ERAs, uh, and that's why I, I like the under in that game too. Also, Josh Hader is probably going to pitch a couple innings and beat it as well, and he's really good at baseball. Take the under eight and a half. Cardi, your thoughts as far as Woodruff? As far as Woodruff? Yeah.
2: I think Same. he's interesting tonight. Like, I think he's probably one of the better point-per-dollar guys on the slate, a guy that, especially if he goes overlooked, um, should, be, should be in your GPP pool. You know, he's a good pitcher. Um, he should be pretty stretched out. We don't know exactly how the brewers are going to handle their pitchers like late last year, even August, September, they were like really limiting them. And I think that's a trend we'll see with smarter teams this year. So I could see the brewers starting to do it. I don't know if Woodruff's a guy they'll, you know, they'll do it with since he's basically their best pitcher. Um, so I'd have some small concerns there, but uh, you know, I think he's good. Um, there's a little bit of wind blowing in and Wrigley, not a lot, but enough where in Wrigley it matters. And, uh, and he's 7,700, so so I like Woodruff.
0: Yeah, we got to move on and talk sticks in a second. Uh, Madison Bumgarner, uh, he's a fraud. You can call him Mad Bum. You can oh, nice. call him Mason Sanders, whatever you want to call the guy. He, I know who you are, Mason Sanders. I know you're a Mad Bum. Don't lie to me. Uh, he's going to get shellac today. I like San Diego a good bit. It's another one of the bets that myself and Grant were talking about earlier in the show. Uh, any, any, Cardi, I, this is a Cardi question, actually. Uh, We don't know about the salary cap. Tommy Malone is 4K on DK. Can you make any sort of reasonable, uh, you know, lay out a plan? Why would would you
2: consider uh, rostering Malone at 4K? The reason we'd roster Malone at 4K is because he doesn't have to do a lot for you. Because at 4K, even though he projects as far and away the worst pitcher on the slate and the Red Sox are the best offense, he's still the eighth best point per dollar guy on the slate. (laughs) So in GPPs, you can play him a little bit. You can get leverage off of what is going to be a very chalky Red Sox stack, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's no reason to actually like him. It's a bad matchup. Everything's bad. He's bad, but the price is great, and there's leverage. And so in GPPs, yeah, you can play Tommy Malone.
1: Grant, your final thoughts as far as pitchers? Um, Montas, Giolito, and probably Woodruff are some of my favorite GPP plays.
0: Put a bow on this, you pitchers.
2: Verlander, Beaver are the clear top two. Um, Andrew Haney, I think, is is the the good play that people are overlooking tonight. The the, the run environment there is really good, and people are just missing it. By the way, Cardi- people
1: are asking about stripling. He's not going to go late enough into the game, probably. Five innings
0: you're hoping for, right? You're begging for it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's sort of my thought process as well, too. Um, all right, let's talk about catchers. Cardi, I assume we're probably going to be punting here to kind of open things up, and I know the bat was talking about uh, well, not talking, but popping up. We don't know if he's officially in the lineup yet, but Rob Brantley will be holding us a, a piece of wood. Uh, he'll probably get three or 4 at-bats. He's terrible at baseball, but anything can happen. Embrace the variance, and we don't have the one with a salary cap. So I saw Rob Brantley popping in the in the bat earlier. Is that still where we're at?
2: That's still where we're at. I mean, hopefully we get a Giants lineup ahead of Locke because last night we did not, and so uh, that's going to be a kind of sweat if we don't get a Giants lineup before Locke deciding whether or not to play Rob Brantley, because, uh, yeah, like you said, we live in a world with a salary cap. We're going to get into other positions soon. There is a lot to like at other positions, especially if you're trying to go Verlander-Bieber as your two pitchers. You're going to have to save money somewhere. And Rob Brantley at 2K, even though the matchup isn't great, and even though he's not great, you know, you're not going to get another cheap catcher. The only other catcher under 3K probably is uh, is Jacob Stallings, who you will be playing in your pirate stacks. But otherwise, Rob Brantley is a good one-off.
1: old yeah damn. you idiots uh, you
0: <laughs> I, I took a simple well it's the first game jitters man you gotta r- break off that rust or something like that i apologize uh well, what are you gonna do Let's power through uh grant we're not i mean i guess you can you can get Garver stacking up minnesota against you, So obviously you know first day a lot of good a lot of good pitchers out there not a great a lot of not a lot of places to pick on pitchers obviously but vasquez is fine i guess but 4-7 for vasquez against malone seems kind of egregious Love Grandall, but you know that price is pretty expensive. You got Real Muto with the Revenge. I don't know, man. It's it's hard. It's hard. To, uh, what are we doing as far as our builds when it come to catchers?
1: I mean, you can always include whoever's in your stack. Tends, sure, seems to be a, a generally a decent idea. Um, but I mean, Stallings, yeah, he's cheap. It's not easy <laughs> matchup, but Salvador Perez is not man. terrible. Um, Real Muto is probably my favorite, but he's not cheap either who is calling me Oh, you know, silly people I silly no people call me during the show uh, at least i got my phone on mute i'm like professional with your big yeah. chew a wad in your mouth <laughs> i mean it's no longer in there i, I it ran out of flavor very quickly um but like <laughs> yeah you, you can just go full-on punt if brantley's in the lineup um or you can go with a full-on punt and stallings but other than that like most of the catchers i really like are priced up a bit or i guess molina at 3.6 K if you want to go mid tier, but it's not great. It's not a great day for catcher as is we'll probably say all season. Like we do every year. Cardi, you got all the money in the world. Who are you spending
2: up on first base? Oh, first base. We're just done with catcher. Yeah, we're done with catcher. It's trash. <laughs> um, I'm spending up on uh on Max Muncy. Um, although you can also play him at second. So if you're playing him at second and you're spending up at first base, it's Grant's
1: God. Oh my God. Gosh, oh man, Cardi, you 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 just know how to butter me up, don't you?
2: I mean, it's the first show. It's the first show. I gotta, we gotta, we gotta try to establish a camaraderie here before you know we get into the the shot bets and the whatnot. That uh, well, I thought we, I thought we already had a beer chugging bet
1: on Haney ten points.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bet you Haney 10, over ten points.
1: Uh oh. That was a weird noise I just made.
0: <laughs> uh, I got a couple of cheapies on Fandle if you're if you're paying it for a guy like Verlander. uh you know it's squeamish obviously nobody wants to do it but Chris Davis is like basically the minimum uh for the Marlins you got uh, what's his name uh, Aguiar is basically the minimum as well they're three, he's three six See, on DK. Chris
1: Davis is six times more expensive than he was at this point last year.
0: Oh, was he like three hundred dollars? He was like three hundred dollars one day, wasn't it? Or four hundred dollars? I think it was one dollar on
1: Yahoo at one point. <laughs> yeah, and it was too expensive, right? He took right. like
0: seven or eight games at least to get a hit, if I remember correctly.
1: That oh, was more than that. I think he had like forty total in a row that he didn't something something ridiculous like that.
0: Oh man! Uh, but like, look, there's still power in that bat in theory. I know he had some homers and you know messing around spring training or not spring training, whatever they exhibitions and things of that sort. Uh, I guess you like Reese Hoskins uh, Grant, but. I mean, you're not just going to lock that button in, are you? Maybe you are. You tell me. Uh,
1: no, I'm. I, I already said my other guy, Matt Olson. Matt Olson, like lefty, lefty. No one's going to play him. Like Reese is probably going to garner what fifteen, twenty percent ownership. He's going to be fairly chalky. He switches swing up during uh during the off season, and I, he he's got a match it versus Alcantara, who not a great pitcher. Uh, Muncy's probably going to garner a decent amount of ownership, just slightly above him. Chavez, I think, is the go-to guy because he's only 3K, even though he's batting seventh. Like, he's he's probably your cash game guy. But for tournaments, like, I I don't mind a few guys. It's But my two favorite are probably Olsen and Justin Smoke.
0: All right. We want to save time for questions as well, too, So we've got to, got to work through this pretty quickly. Uh I'm just I'm refreshing on Fanduel right now. I want to see how full that million dollar contest is. Apparently it's only 35% full right now. Three dollars to get in, <clears throat> three million dollars, one million at the top, and I'm losing my voice. Um, yeah, the Oreo stack. I saw i mentioned Oreo stack in the chat here, the YouTube chat. What's up, YouTube? Feel free to like and subscribe. Um, it's not a terrible idea, especially if you're trying to meet over a million other people, Cardi. Uh it's probably gonna overlay, and I'm probably gonna make 150 lineups. After this show, I have zero right now, but if it's going to overlay, I have I'm zero lineups to total
1: right now, and I'm going <laughs> to enter 400 today.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I hate that kind of setup. That's not for me, where it's all, all the money at the top, but I'm probably going to fire away. Anything else, Cardi, as far as first baseman, you want to talk about the old Keystone position, second base?
2: We have to talk about Michael Chavis, because he he's the clear cash play. Uh, he's 3K. The Red Sox are the best offense. Um, you know, he's got the platoon advantage against Tommy Malone in Fenway Park. You have to, you have to play him in cash. What do you have for eighth second? Um, second base. I really like Max Muncy because, like I said, the the Red Sox and the Dodgers are the clear top two plays on the slate. Team wise, Max Muncy is underpriced. He's one of the best hitters on the on the Dodgers. You know, going to hit in a really good lineup spot. Jeff Samarge is not good and word out of summer camp is that he looked even worse than normal. <laughs> so, uh, Max Muncy is, is really good. Um, I guess you can go down, you know, uh, I don't think Cesar Hernandez is, is a bad play in a GPP is a one-off, um, you know, against Danny Duffy, Duffy has a wide split. It's a park upgrade for Hernandez. Duffy does allow steals. So Hernandez could steal a base. He's leading off tonight. Um, Two five on Fandle, by the way. I'm pretty sure that's another great Fandle punt. Yeah, Jose Peraza, you know, obviously Red Sox. Choup, um, he's fine. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, um, Adam Fraser as part of your as part of your what's it called as part of your Pirate stacks. Oh, Cardi, don't die on this this uh, on this sale of the Pirate stack. <laughs> this is not not like this, Cardi. Not not a day one. Well, I like it. Uh, oh, Ty France in your uh in your San Diego in your San Diego stacks. Yeah. You gotta
0: love the uh, the lefty masher in Jose Altuve, the dominant second baseman. Well, I don't know. The whole cheating thing has been conflicted, but uh, if you have all the sound in the world, for sure, you gotta like Altuve a good bit. Uh, what do you have uh, there, Grant, as far as second?
1: Uh, second, I mean, Muncy's probably the best player. Altuve, guys that are priced up. If you want to go slightly less ownership, uh, Odor going up against Marquez, who's struggled a little bit versus lefties, doesn't strike them out at a huge rate, which is obviously his biggest concern. Batting in the five-hole, Texas. Now I got a new park, but it's not the worst in the world, I don't think. France is cheap. You already mentioned that, Cardi. But second's just an ugly position today. And, but you have a lot of spots to pay down on. Grant, you want to open up the uh, the hot corner, third base? Uh, you know who I'm going to open it up with. Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman. Matt <laughs> Chapman. Matt uh, Chapman. Going up against guy that gives up bombs, even though it's a bad ballpark. Uh, Machado going up against and I think he had a 47% hard hit rate. Last year against righties, Machado is 4K, which is far too cheap. That ballpark is, I think, just slightly below average for right-handed power. Um, So those are two great plays. Bregman, obviously, going against the lefty, 4% owned. I think that's a little bit low. Moncada versus Berrios is a good play at 4.5K. And if you want... A really off-the-board guy has to know at 4.9, he's going to be 0% owned because he's batting eighth in the lineup and going up against G.L. I'll
0: add this. Uh, Cardi's talk about Boston. People might skip over Devers, especially where he's 5.4K on DK. Lefty on lefty. Malone has issues versus lefties versus righties versus anybody. Alvarez, the end of the box, he's not particularly good. Mm Uh, For tournaments, obviously not for cash for Devers, but I think it's a really interesting. Just don't miss him. If you're playing your Boston stacks, don't skip over Devers. Just throw him out there. And I like the Cleveland stack a good bit too. It's like Jose Ramirez, who had an absolutely phenomenal second half last year. Cardi, anything on those guys? Feel free to add somebody else.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I think Machado is fantastic. I think he's clearly the best value play on the slate at third base because Bumgarner's just not good anymore. He's like a league average pitcher, and he's not in San Francisco anymore. Uh, So Machado's great. I think on Fandle, Josh Donaldson against Giolito, he's like 3.1K or something. Like he's really cheap. I think he's a very strong value there. Um, yeah, Devers, definitely to, to differentiate your Red Sox stacks because he won't be as high-owned as a lot of these other guys. Um, Ty France, again, as part of your San Diego stacks, we are probably playing him at second, so you can play Machado here. Um, I feel like there was someone else that I'm missing, but uh, maybe that's it. All right, uh, open up shortstop for us,
1: Grant. Uh, Reyes or oh, not Reyes? Not not Framil Reyes. Uh was that Reyes? No, not not Framil Reyes. <laughs> I, I was Tatis. I was thinking former San Diego player and current San Diego greatest hitter in the world. Uh, Tatis up there at the top, like one of my favorite plays. Again, Bumgarner gives up a whole bunch of hard contact. Seager, Didi, like going to be a little bit chalkier, but both of them are good plays. Going off the board. Tim Anderson batting in the one hole. Uh, I know the bat X doesn't like him, I don't think. <laughs> uh, but Tim Anderson, he's got some pop there. I don't mind him at all. Uh, but, like, yeah, if, you're, if you want, like, just the best overall plays, it's Tatis, it's Lindor, and it's Bogarts in, the, in some very, very good matchups.
0: Cardi, is the bat X like Tatis today? I know, uh, you know, you have some thoughts as far as prospects. I guess he's no longer a prospect. I don't know. But uh, Tatis, we're locking him in versus bad bum,
2: who's trash. I think he's definitely a part of your, a big part of your Padres stacks. Um, the Bad X projects him as the second best shortstop today. I'm not playing him over Xander. You know, Xander's $100 more and in the way better spot um, and probably the better hitter. But uh, I think Tatis is great today. I think you can consider him. Um, you know, in cash on Fandle. I think the the price gap's a little bit bigger. And on um, on DraftKings as part of your as part of your Padres stacks, I think he's really good. You know, Anybody else at shortstop you want to He's not as up? good as he was last year, but we do have to change our impressions as we get new data, and he's a <laughs> lot better than you know we had to assume he was initially. Other shortstops: uh, Corey Seager as part of your Dodger stacks, or even as a one-off if you don't quite have the money to get up to Xander uh, Didi as part of your Philly stacks, definitely. Um, who else do we have? Uh, Jose Peraza you can consider, I guess, to be different in your Red Sox stacks if you don't have the money to play up for uh, for Xander. Kevin Newman leading off in your uh, Pirates stacks.
0: Yeah, Tatis absolutely annihilated, annihilated left-handers last year, but uh, that's a good segue to jump to the outfield here. Uh, we only have 10 minutes or so because we're going to show Beer Makers his uh, uh, six-pack, six, six, six and then we're going to segue right into Crunch Time, which, again, is free today. we got STL Cards. Uh, we have cheese. We have Roth telling you what's going on weatherwise, taking you guys all up the lock. Uh, so let's jump to the outfield. Speaking of lefty masters, confirmed lefty masters, and even Cardi might agree with this one, As, especially against time Malone. Like this is the, of course it's baseball and anything can happen. It's walking, this and yada
2: yada yada. But JD Martinez is like a cash game lock, is he not, Cardi? JD Martinez is a cash game lock. It is not because he's a lefty masher. There is no such thing as a confirmed <laughs> lefty masher. In fact, math has confirmed that lefty mashers do not exist.
1: Tell that to David Wright
2: <laughs> and Jordy Mercer. Okay. Yeah, I, I will tell that to Jordy Mercer and Adam Rosales and uh, Ryan Rayburn and all the other guys that people uh
1: FYI, I think turned out they Tyler, uh, Giants are now starting Tyler Anderson.
2: Oh, like as they are starting the oh. Yep. Well, okay, that's a lefty. Uh yeah, lefty. So uh I mean ben... Oh Enrique, uh
0: Kiki, Hernandez, oh, like, that's a gosh. lefty masher. Speaking of lefty mashers, and like oh, just point the last night. <laughs> it's
2: Kiki uh, season. Back to back days. Kiki did it against a righty last night, because lefty mashing isn't a thing. <laughs> uh, who else do we like in the outfield, Cardi? We'll talk stacks uh, in a second. Definitely like Mookie Betts now, that's for sure. Um, him him, and JD are going to be your top two guys for sure. Ben uh, Benintendi is too cheap. Even though it's lefty-lefty with Malone, Ben uh, Benintendi I think is at 3.8K pretty close to a cash game lock. Um, I like uh, I like Harper and I like McCutcheon in your Philly stacks. Um, I think Kepler on FanDuel is like 2.9K. He's really cheap. You can consider him. Tommy Pham in your Padres stacks. Um, Jay Bruce on FanDuel. Jay Bruce yeah. is a cash game lock on FanDuel. 2.1K for a guy in a really good matchup against one of the worst pitchers on the slate in a great power park, and he's really good. Like, you look at his Statcast cast numbers last year, like his barrel rate, his sweet spot launch angle, his exit velocity on fly balls, they're all, like, 90th percentile. Like, this is a guy who, even though he's old and kind of boring, can still hit, can still have power. This, this park and this matchup plays well for him. Uh, a little pricey on DraftKings for cash games, but you can definitely play him in your Philly stacks. But on FanDuel cash, he, he's a lot pretty much.
0: Start loading up some questions there in YouTube chat. We're going do our best to knock those out. Again, about seven minutes or so before you step aside and make way for crunch time. Also, Beer Makers fan is a uh, pick six, going to be dropping in a second as well. FanDuel specific, uh, even DK is fine, but Fandle uh, Reyes, Framwell Reyes is 2 7, I believe. That's egregious. That is a phenomenal play. Lucklo, his teammate, is 2 2. What are we doing, Fandu? Uh Give me some outfit you like, Grant.
1: Uh, I think he mentioned most of them outside of Chris Davis, of course, because sure. I have to mention all, all of those three again and again and again on this show. Um, but, I mean, he, he kind of got most of them. Like, the top plays are the top plays for a reason. Like, Harper, J.D., uh, Betts are all some of the top plays on the entire slate here. You can go with Springer at seven or at five, six if you have the money and you're paying down with Malone. Um, Benintendi, even the lefty-lefty matchup. Like, Malone's a little bit more splits-neutral. Uh, so I don't mind any of those guys. Pilar is a little bit cheap over on certain sites, but he he honestly got most of them.
0: I hate that Kevin, uh, Kevin Pilar is a guy that I'm going to consider playing, but I, I get it. I hear you. I understand. Uh, let's talk some stacks, Cardi. Uh, fire away. A couple stacks you like.
2: Yeah. So uh, on the screen here, we got the bats. Um, where did it go? Oh, it's gone. Um, the bat stack tools, like. The, the Red Sox are great tonight. Price considered, the Red Sox are the best stack of the night by far. But uh, they're going to be chalky, so maybe don't go overboard on them. Also, the Dodgers, great. But in terms of like maybe under the radar, price considered stacks, the Padres, the Phillies, the Pirates, I think are the teams that I would be um, you know fairly heavy on. Grant, what
1: say you? Uh, sadly enough, I have almost the exact same list except for replace Pirates with a mini stack of the A's. Give me three guys that are going to
0: homer, Grant, and only two of them can be for Oakland.
1: <laughs> Matt Olson, <laughs> Matt Chapman.
0: Yeah. Only two named friends. Matt as well. No, no more Matts.
1: Okay. Well, that's good because I was struggling for the other one. And <laughs> Reese's Pieces.
2: There you go. I Reese do. Hoskins. Reese Hoskins, I assume, oh. is what he's talking <laughs> <laughs> about. <laughs> Cardi, see those and raise them? Um, I'll go J.D. Martinez. I'll go. I'll go. Max Kepler, I think, is a really sneaky one, and I'll go Jay Bruce as like a really cheap one. All right, I see some questions loading up here in chat. Uh, let's ask
0: Grant. You're gonna go first, and I'll go to Cardi. We'll go back and forth and knock out as many as we can in the next three or four minutes before we step aside and make way for more content. Uh, you, do we love? They're saying they love Lance Lynn. GPP Life. Uh, do you love Lance Lynn? Oh, it's winning two four seven. What's going on, Winnie? Uh, oh gosh, I haven't
1: seen him in a while.
0: Do you love him? I'm talking about Lance Lynn, not winning.
1: I mean, the the Rockies are obviously much worse going on the road. Lance Lynn was fantastic last year. He's playing in a better spot now, like 35% K rate versus righties, but much worse versus lefties. And he happens to be facing seven of them in this lineup. So I don't mind it, but he obviously struggles a bit more versus lefties. And so I'm definitely playing him a little bit, but it's, I have concerns with every single pitcher, so I'm spraying th- myself a little bit thin.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm conflicted because the counter is those lefties aren't good, and you know it's going to be like better temperature as normal as it is in Texas, obviously with the. I mean, close.
1: Blackman's good and Doll's good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. The rest of them are, are horrid. But Daniel
1: Murphy's got a really low K rate.
0: Yeah. What year are you talking about? What Daniel Murphy are we talking about? 2014.
1: 2019. Uh, he had a 13% K rate.
0: Oh well. Okay.
1: <laughs> Don't you feel dumb?
0: I do. I just got served uh cardi woodruff
2: just woodruff question mark yes yeah. woodruff, and, woodruff and gpp yeah i like it uh, not like one of my favorites but he's a good play
0: hendrix uh grant i'm not really in on Hendricks, especially with uh you know, the, you know nerd life there eric sogard leading off he's gonna have that one of those pesky like 13 pitch at bats that are so frustrating that's then like hit a blooper up the middle or something uh, yeah i'm out on hendrix
1: yeah I'm, I'm not on there either it's not an easy matchup he's like, he's got more upside in big lefty matchups, but one of those matchups is Sogard. One of those mat- lefty matchups is Yelich, which is not great, and one's Navarez. And so, like, I, I, I'm i just – I'm out on Hendricks because I also don't know how late into the game he's going to go.
0: Cardi, we've talked about some Padres. How do you feel about Profar and Myers? Uh,
2: they're not, like, one-off plays or cash game plays, but in your stacks, yeah, you can definitely work them.
1: Eremon but... Marquez, Grant. You can, like he's got some strike up upside in this type of matchup. Yes. Yes. I'll just go with the yes.
0: I got a 2 B 2 for you, Cardi, and assume this is cash. Santana and Bregman versus Reese Hoskins and Xander Bogarts. It's Reese and Xander easily. Uh, Matt Carpenter. That's more of a cheese question, but Grant, you're answering Matt Carpenter for me. Thoughts?
1: I, I mean, depends on the site. I like. I think hang on fancy draft He's cheap, I want to say. Um, but no, not really. Oh, on Yahoo, he's cheap. I'm
0: going to stay with you, Grant, because you answer this, and you, I know you're a White Sox guy. Traditionally, you know, you, you're somebody rolls out some White Sox stacks. Uh, you on the White Sox, and if you are Jimenez and Robert,
1: I am legally obligated to stack the White Sox on every single slate until I'm done with this with this career. So yes, I will stack the White Sox.
0: Uh, Cardi, we got to step aside and get out of here. We're going to make some lineups. We're going to make way for again, beer makers fan six packs coming up in just a second, and then. Uh, free content we're giving away crunch time you got you got Roth telling you what's going on weather wise you have STL cards and you have the goat and cheese is good Cardi what are we expecting
2: tonight give me a player you have to have on your roster to take some money down tonight uh JD Martinez you, you have to have JD Martinez tonight Grant
0: uh that very bold uh chalky take I'd be a little more ambitious feel free to walk that plank.
1: you you gotta have Matt Olson or Reese Hoskins they're both first baseman that's the problem
0: all right, that's the show. we got to get out of here. we got to step aside. Thank you uh, to everybody watching. Like, subscribe on the YouTube. Thanks to uh, D-Train. Thanks to Devin for, produ- for producing the show. That was Grant. That was Cardi. That was baseball. I was Dean. We're out of here. Holler. Thank you.
3: We are back, baby. MLB is back, and so is the Fantasy Bar. Six of my favorite plays for a big Friday night in MLB, including my favorite value play. Guys, almost free on Fandle. My favorite stack. One of my favorite pitchers in the mid-range. And, of course, we always end with that favorite play of the night, the beast of the night. Who are we talking about? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in guys, opening day edition, Beers Daily Fantasy six pack and damn, have I missed you guys. It's good to be back here once again with six of my favorite plays, talking Friday night in MLB, we're talking Fanduel, we're talking DraftKings, value plays, team stacks, favorite pitchers, all that good stuff. Good to be back here once again in the Fantasy Bar. Now before we get started guys, a free offer for you guys, my loyal bar patrons, go to rotogrinders.com. Slash beer, and that's going to get you ten dollars off your first month of core premium. That's gonna be baseball, football, basketball, all the key sports right there in one package, as well as the return of the Sharp Side street contest going on. All you got to do, get in the Sharpside app, which is great for lines, totals, player props, everything you need betting-wise, sports betting-wise, in that sharp side app. Get in there and lock in your favorite bets of the day. Go on a streak. For a chance to win some great prizes. So take a look at that. The street contest over on sharp side. Now let's get into the plays for Friday night. We had our appetizer day on Thursday. This is the big slate. So let's get rolling right away with our first pick in the outfield. J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox. Now looking at some of the prices here. J.D. Martinez under 4000 over on FanDuel, DraftKings you got to pay up a little bit at 4800 But let's be very simplistic here. J.D. Martinez... In the lineup against a left-handed pitcher, he is going to be in the majority of my Friday night lineups. Why? You talk about a guy who was absolutely dominant against left-handed pitching last season. Let all of baseball in ISO, which is a great power statistic, weighted on base average and WRC+. This guy led the league in all three of these categories against lefties last season. In fact, was the only player in all of baseball with a Woba over 500 against lefties, and that number almost 540 at 539. So very simple here. Yes, you're costing a lot on DraftKings, but again, on Fandle under 4K, and I know Tommy Malone, we're not going to get many innings. Does not matter if they bring in a righty. J.D. Martinez good there as well. Easily one of my favorite spend-ups on this slate over on both sides here for Friday night. All right, let's stay in the outfield here. We're going to go out to the West Coast with Tommy Pham of the Padres. So once again, a great value here on Fando with Tommy Pham under 3K, even on DraftKings. I don't hate that price tag at 4,400. The Padres, a team I'm going to be very heavy on here on opening night. A lot of guys in this lineup that hit lefties well against a pitcher that's really struggled to keep the ball in the yard. We'll get to him in a minute. But Tommy Pham has always been one of them underrated guys. No matter the team he's been on, we're talking about the guy that's going to hit right in the heart of this order. And a guy with a Woba over 400 against left-handed pitching. A guy that can hit lefties with power. And we mentioned Madison Bumgarner give up a ton of home runs, but also a lot of hard contact. Two right-handed hitters, over 45% hard contact rate to righties. So you can get a cheap stack of the Padres on Fanduel, even on DraftKings. Could be a little contrarian with that team. But love Tommy Pham on both sides tonight against Madison Bumgarner. All right, let's move on. We love the Padres. Let's keep it going here at Shortstop. Fernando Tatis Jr. So once again, DraftKings, you're going to have to pay here, 4,800. But that's a good indicator that this is a good stack. Over on Fannie, you get a nice value here at 3,300. And this is another guy that just absolutely obliterated left-handed pitching in his rookie season last year. Now. Very high batting average on balls in play. So some will say got very lucky. And that, in fact, is probably inflating some of the numbers, but still right up there in all of baseball in some of the key statistics we're looking at. We mentioned J.D. Martinez in the opening. Well, guess what? Fernando Tatis trailed only Martinez in ISO and weighted OBA against left-handed pitching. Madison Bumgarter, we've already talked about the hard contact. We mentioned the home runs allowed. 26 home runs allowed two just right-handed hitters last season i think this padres team again easily my favorite stack in the night great value here on fando 3300 we even have DraftKings under 5k love fernando tatis jr all right let's move on let's get you a starting pitcher let's go to the mid-range here with frankie montas of the a's now i'm not expecting huge ownership here on frankie montas we have a lot of games going on on friday night a lot of big name pitchers we know opening day brings out all the aces so justin verlander all the way down the list i think montas could be a guy that people forget about but once again sandal tremendous value at only 7600 draft kings are getting him under 9k let's go back to last season he faced this angels team four times in 2019 he held to just a 192 batting average kept the power down as well the whip right around one against this team 11.1ks per nine against lefty so that's going to neutralize Some of the left-handed power like Otani in that Angels lineup. And very good against righties with keeping the ball on the ground. We know we worry about a guy like Mike Trout. But a rate of over three in the ground ball to fly ball rate against right-handed hitters should help well. We know a guy like Justin Upton is certainly going to provide some strikeout upside. Frankie Montas, a lot to like here. And I don't expect the ownership to be huge here. Great value in the starting pitching department here on Friday night. All right, let's go back to the outfield. More value with the cleveland indians and jordan luplo so fandle he's almost free here it's hard not to press the jordan luplo button easily the best play on the fandle slate at only 2200 draft kings up at 4200 still a decent price there and another guy if you're sensing a theme here we're picking on the left handed pitchers here on opening day but this guy was top five in all of baseball in iso woba wrc plus against left-handed pitching so we've got J.D. Martinez, we've got Jordan Luplo, we've got Tatis, we've got Tommy Pham, we've got all the guys that crush lefties extremely well here on Friday night. But Danny Duffy, a guy I always want some exposure with. He always gives up, a lot of hard contact, no different last season, over 41 percent to right-handed hitters, gives up a lot of home runs over a home run and a half per nine innings to right-handed hitters. So Jordan Luplo, Free square play on Fano, just 2200, and still a tremendous play over on DK at 4200. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for a Big Friday Night. Let's get into it. Let's take a look. The Beast of the Night. All right, guys, Beast time. We got one more bat to get you. We're going to get you one more big bopper at third base. Another lefty masher. We're going Alex Bregman of the Astros tonight. Beast of the Night. Oh, we got to finish out our top five against left handed pitching and Alex Bregman certainly belongs in that category. Top three in every major category against lefty. Go back to ISO. WoOBA, WRC plus this guy was right at the top of the list. Has a good history as well against marco gonzalez 17 at bats not a huge sample but it's not a six or seven at-bat sample either 517 WOBA in that matchup with gonzalez and gonzalez a guy that struggled a little bit with righties fifth x fifth both over five we know this is a potent astros lineup we'll see how they do without all the trash cans and thing. but we know alex bregman a very talented player very good against lefty and going to be a core play for me on friday night making him easily my favorite play on the slate in tonight's piece of the night all right guys that'll wrap us up for our return to the fantasy bar here for mlb if you have any comments questions feedback on the video guys that comment section is for you appreciate everybody reaching out during the break glad to see you guys excited to have the fantasy bar back and i am stoked to be back here talking dfs mlb TheRotoGrinders.com. I am Bear saying Salud. Best of luck, guys, and we'll see you right back here next week. Good luck. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings,
4: FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current
0: videos playlist.
5: What is up everyone? Welcome to Crunch Time. It is a Friday and it is the first full slate of Major League Baseball and we have a couple absolute superstars here hanging out with us. Uh, we got, of course, Dave Potts. Cheese is good. See him all the time. What up,
6: Cheese? Howdy, howdy. Uh, yeah, it's great to have a pretty much full slate and it's great to have you and it's great to have, say it, do it, Cards is with us. Justin. Hey,
4: what's
5: what's going, going on, fellas? On justin van zuden and then i was gonna throw cards at him but yes cards i cards we have worked together for six years and i don't know if we've ever really been on a show together so i'm happy to actually be working with you on a show
4: yeah nice to meet you um, <laughs> right. I, they uh requested me to be on tonight so i could uh tell you how much your forecast was wrong last night so uh we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that but uh no, all kidding aside happy to be here and uh We'll see what we can do with this first slate. It's going to be a weird season. It's going to be a weird first couple of weeks till we get into a routine, but uh, that's, uh, this is the time to be to be checking things out, and making sure lineups come in and uh, things go as expected. So it uh, should be an important last half hour before lineup lock most nights. Do
5: you guys think that there's a GPP edge to be had here with you know the season just starting and there's so many question marks, Is this where you know you can get an advantage on a lot of players who are still doing last year's thing?
4: I mean, I think there's a little bit of an edge. Uh, the, the field's so much sharper uh, in DFS now than it ever has been. So, uh, But last night, I mean, what time did Kershaw get scratched last night? Was that while you guys were on the air? Was that before you guys were on It was about the 10 air? minutes
6: before, yeah, so about and, 6.15 Eastern. And
4: he was still like 4% owned on DraftKings last night. So, you know, you think about when that news maybe even breaks a little bit later, maybe he's 5, mm. 6, or 7% owned. So every little bit helps. Um, and you know that news was pretty clear and obvious on a two-game slate. So things like that are going to happen on larger slates, especially with you know with COVID, and, and you just never know when somebody's going to get scratched. So um, I, I think there is an edge for those that uh, that that keep their ears to the news before lock.
5: Yeah, with COVID, MLB has kind of become NBA, where there's all kinds of last-minute drama happening and going down. So of course, we're going to be monitoring for that. Uh, also, this is a free show, which. We only do a couple of, so hopefully you are out there, you are enjoying it. For those of you on YouTube, uh, if you like this show, you can become a Core 4 member. Sign up with Roto-Grinders, and we do the show every single day. We get advice from some of the best in the biz, and you get the latest weather updates, which worked so well yesterday that I know you're just begging for another one. Uh, So Cheese, uh, we like to start it out that way. If you don't mind, Cheese, how about a steel control... We pull up a little radar, and I play weatherman. Does that work I like for you it. guys? Let's do it. Okay. Um, three weather things worth noting. Only one of those things is the potential for rain, and that is in Philly. Uh, honestly, I think it looks great. The storms are west of Philly. There's just a few little pop-ups around. They're not really moving. Um, the fact that they're not moving is the concern, right? Right now, there's nothing around Philly. Everything's good. I don't expect we have any trouble. But if a storm happens to pop right around there, it's just going to sit there for a really long time. I've got this game as yellow. Is there a tiny chance that a storm goes up and sits there forever and completely ruins my night again? Yes, I saw it last night. It could happen again. But I really don't think so. I would not fade this game. Um, I think hitters are definitely okay. I would feel okay rolling pitchers, too, because the risk is low. Um, cheese, what are we looking for in this game? Anything?
6: It's mostly bats. I mean, we'll have a little bit of Aaron Nola, one of the pitchers, but, uh, much more for the bats than the pitching.
5: Yeah, I would, I would stick with this game based on what I'm seeing. Yes, there's a chance for a delay, but I, I really don't think it's very likely. Uh, next up is a couple of the games where, you know, there's not just rain. There's other things that happen too. one of those games is in Wrigley. Anytime it's windy in Wrigley, I'm interested if it's not really windy, it's a little bit windy, but the winds are blowing directly in or out. It's still worth noting. That's the case tonight. Winds are in from right center in Wrigley. Um, it's, you know, five to eight miles per hour. It's really not enough to change a whole lot. But Edge is showing that in similar weather games, the home run percentage drops about 25%. The one caveat I will say is that Weather Edge is based on the starting weather and the winds will be about eight miles per hour blowing in to start, those winds will die down as the game goes on. So any real edge you have would be early in the game. Later in the game, the winds die down. It doesn't matter. And then St. Louis, I guess, is my favorite hitting spot. It's hot and it's humid. There's nothing spectacular about it. I was hoping for some really windy weather or some really hot, humid weather. We don't really have it. Uh, So all in all, that was a lot to say. It's pretty quiet in the weather department.
6: All right. Okay. You want to take it back? I absolutely do. Okay. With that, we generally can
5: either talk. I kind of like starting that way. And then we'll dive into some pitchers. Cheese, is there anything kind of in general you want to get down before we start digging into the
6: individual plays here? Yeah. In general, um, you can play a little bit of everything here. Like, because it's opening day for most teams, pretty much everyone's got a good pitcher going. There's a lot of good pitchers. But – um like we we're going to talk about the whole first couple of weeks pitch counts are not going to be up to usual so it's not a you don't absolutely have to be paying up for these aces even though there's a lot of them um and even the hitting is fairly well spread out uh, but there's no just absolutely terrible pitchers that you just have to play against um so for me i'll tell you i'm much more spread out um on the pitching than i usually am
5: okay well let's start with cards and uh why don't you dig into your favorite pitchers here And we're kind of just talking in general, definitely some GPP plays. And then uh, if maybe something is a more optimal play, you can go ahead and tell us that too.
4: Yeah, I think, you know, this is is an interesting angle with the season starting. We didn't have much of a summer camp, uh, whatever you want to call it. The, The pitchers didn't have their full month to ramp up and throw 60 pitches and 70 pitches and 80 pitches in a spring training game and then be ready to go for this opening day. And you're going to see the teams be a little bit more careful with their starting pitchers in general. Washington still let Max Scherzer go over 100 pitches last night. But I think that's going to be pretty rare uh, for these pitchers making their first starts. You saw the Mets pulled Jacob deGrom after like 78 pitches and in five innings today. I think that's going to be a pretty common theme. So it's going to be difficult for some of these really expensive pitchers to pay off their salary the first couple of times through the rotation. And I think this is going to be a great couple of weeks to fade the popular plays in tournaments when it comes to pitching, because if you've got really expensive pitchers and they're only going five innings, it's not going to kill you. You know, even if they pitch five shutout innings, there's going to be another pitcher at a cheaper price that puts up a similar score, maybe a pitcher that gets an extra inning or something like that. And that all leads me to the fact that I don't think you need to play Justin Verlander tonight. Justin Verlander is great. Seattle's offense is terrible. Uh, But I don't think you need to play him. I mean, he's 11.2K on FanDuel. He's the most expensive pitcher on DraftKings. And he's probably the most likely pitcher to put up the top score tonight. But it's not going to be like, you know, the beginning of September or the end of August where they might let him throw 120 pitches. I'd be surprised if they let him go over 85 or 90 pitches tonight. So I don't think you need Verlander. Obviously, he's great. uh, But I think there are pivots there at lower ownership tonight. I think Bieber is fine if you want to spend up. Uh, obviously I'm a Cardinal fan and Jack Flaherty's numbers in the second half of last season were fantastic. He's far too cheap on DraftKings. Uh, That would be a site where I think Flaherty becomes a real priority for me on DraftKings. And I think those couple guys at the top are guys you can use if you want to get away from Verlander tonight.
5: Excellent. Cheese, anything to add here and maybe some value, maybe someone cheaper.
6: Yeah. I mean, I would say, uh, let me kind of go back to what Card said. I think we Mm -hmm. learned a lot from the Mets Braves game that just finished. Um, this is an important division game for both teams already. Both pitchers were outstanding in a one run game and they both got pulled at like 72 and 69 pitches. That tells us something. And I I mean, yes, Scherzer went longer than I would have guessed last night. Um, But I think more teams are going to lean towards this. Okay. We went five innings. I mean, DeGrom five innings, just mowing down the Braves and they still take him out at 72 pitches. I think that's kind of the, probably the Verlander situation. I think he, you know, Moe's through the Mariners through for five innings, maybe he gets a six, but I, I don't know. I would say five. Um, if salary's no thing, play him. I prefer Bieber and flair because of the salary. Um, but you can go, you can go cheaper tonight. Um, kind of the upper mid tier, um, both pitchers in Texas are tournament viable. Um, Lynn and, and Marquez paddock, Andrew Heaney in Oakland is interesting. Um, I've got to talk about Tommy Malone on DraftKings. Um, Like, he's probably the most attackable pitcher on this slate. The team against him, the Red Sox, are going to be the highest owned team. But the only reason he's 4K is because he wasn't supposed to start. He's priced as a reliever. He's really a 6 to 7K pitcher. He's almost the same guy as Musgrove or even Kyle Hendricks. Like, that's who he is. He's okay and he's 4K. I'm playing a ton of them. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you you need to. I'm just telling you that I am. Um,
5: When you say he's okay, do you mean he's okay as a player or he's okay in the spot? Because he's in a bad spot, right?
6: Uh, Right. I mean, he's okay as an actual player. Like I've heard people say he's a terrible pitcher. He's not a terrible pitcher. He's totally okay. Um, And he's priced like a nobody. Um, And it's not a great spot, but the Red Sox are not a best team in the league this year kind of a team. They're good. I don't don't love the matchup i expect he'll give up some runs i'm certainly playing jd martinez against him, but um for 4k a pitcher who's not bad yeah i'll take him okay
5: excellent anything else on the pitching here shall we dive into the hitters and start with catcher
6: yeah i would just say you can play just about every pitcher on this slate like you don't need i mean we didn't mention some names if you're playing brandon woodruff great play like there's so many good pitchers giolito and barrios we didn't even mention you can play these guys they're they're a lot of good pitchers and they're really close
5: okay excellent let's get into catcher uh, debating if i want to alternate who starts first uh, cards why don't you lead us off here with catcher
4: <laughs> catcher's not very glamorous we don't have to spend a ton of time here it looks like uh, right now our projected ownership has rob brantley as the highest owned catcher and that would entirely be because he's 2k on DraftKings. Um, i don't even know if we have him confirmed if we have a giants lineup confirmed yet i haven't seen it but um, it, it's not a glamorous position. On FanDuel, you don't have to play a catcher. Uh, if you're looking to spend up, uh, Rio Muto would probably be my favorite option. Um, favorable matchup for that Philadelphia offense tonight against the Marlins. I think they'll garner some ownership. They've got a team total of about five and a half runs. Uh, so otherwise, I mean, either you're spending up for one of those top guys or you're punting. Uh, there's a whole lot of catchers in no man's land that, you know, you're not going to pay. I'm not paying 4.4K for Will Smith hitting ninth um you know Molina doesn't have a ton of upside at this stage of his career so uh, it's it's not a great position either you punt or uh, real muto would be my pick at the top cheese anything different there or
5: you just fully
4: agree
6: uh yeah the only other name I'll throw out there on DraftKings is uh, Francisco Mejia um at 3100 he's he's the one guy who's actually kind of a decent hitter and I think you can play against Bumgarner so I do kind of like him okay
5: cheese why don't you lead us off with first base
6: All right. Um, Oddly, first base is only slightly more exciting than catcher. Um, And we've had this weird switch where uh, just, again, right before the show, the Giants switched to a left-handed pitcher. I had Muncy tagged as a core play. I still think he's a great play. Like, lefty-lefty for Muncy and Bellinger does not bother me. But I switched him out and put Mookie Betts in as the core play, which means there's no first baseman. Um, I slightly prefer Carlos Santana now, Um, just as sort of a this is the best guy for the price Mm-hmm. Um, a bunch of tournament plays here that are like, yeah, it's kind of a tough matchup, but they're just good hitters. If you be at a home run like your Sano's and your Encarnacion's, Josh Bell, uh, Reese Hoskins. I like a good bit. Um, but really this is not a good position. Um, I think Justin smokes a viable cheap play. And, um, I do have Chris Davis with a C in some actual real life lineups. Ooh, yikes. Okay. Cards, anything to add?
4: Uh, planting the flag on Tommy Malone and Chris Davis tonight, I see there. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. um, no, not much. It, 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 it isn't a. Uh, it isn't a glamorous position. Um, I, I do think that you know the Giants' news. Obviously, Samarjo was originally scheduled to start for the Giants, and uh, he's traditionally very weak against left-handed bats. And now you've got a lefty in there, so it does kind of change the dynamic of that matchup for the Dodgers tonight. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how ownership trends go there and and so I agree I think this position's a little bit weaker Um, Hoskins and and Carlos Santana would be my top overall plays so not much to add at first base
5: okay cards why don't you lead us off with second base
4: yeah so you start to get a start to get a few more options Um, I'm interested to see where people go with Jose Peraza uh, a guy that was getting some buzz at the top of our projected ownership most of the day he is hitting ninth uh, for Boston tonight but just It comes down to how much do you need the value Uh, people that are playing Verlander are probably going to jam him in there I'm not playing Verlander Um, so you know I traditionally like to avoid chalky players hitting ninth it's just it's not that interesting to me Uh, so again if you're on DraftKings you could play Muncie at second base if you want to do that Um, but otherwise somebody like Cesar Hernandez I think Colton Wong's an interesting play tonight uh, hitting leadoff for the Cardinals if you're on the Cardinals a little bit they do get Uh, one of the lower-end starters tonight. Not that Joe Musgrove is bad, but the Pirates' top two pitchers are injured. So uh, relative to the other pitchers on this slate, the matchup for the Cardinals isn't too bad. And uh, if you're looking to play anybody against Kyle Hendricks, I think Keston Hira is a reasonable play. He's in the league for his bat. He's got some pop for a second baseman. A little too expensive for my liking, but, uh, again, he's in play for tournaments tonight.
6: Okay, cheese. Um, yeah, pretty much you're playing a second baseman in a stack because none of them are great. Um, I do like Cesar Hernandez a good bit. If, if you're playing cash games, that's who I would recommend. Um, assuming you don't have all kinds of money. I mean, sure. Altuve, but uh, it's really not worth that salary. Um, and same thing on Peraza. Like if he was top of the lineup, he'd be very chalky down at the bottom. It's like, you need to really need that salary to go down there. So, um, I also throw in uh, jerks and Profar is in the middle of the lineup and, okay. He's okay.
5: Uh, quickly, you did mention uh, second base you like with the stack. For those of you who are asking, we are going to talk stacks after we get through our positions. We also take questions, and I'll be taking the questions from the YouTube channel and the Discord premium channel here since uh, we're kind of spread out with this free show. With that being said, let's
6: move on to third base. Jeez. Um, Okay, so third base uh, is much better than these other positions. I love spending Up. I love Bregman and Jose Ramirez. Um. Devers is the one guy. Certainly, if people are full stacking the Red Sox, they're going to go ahead and play him. But still, just because it's lefty lefty, people are going to put the righties in first. He's probably not. He's not going to be as popular as Martinez and Bogart. So I do like him. Um, cheaper stuff, Justin Turner, I loved him even against the righty, now against the lefty. Um, he's very cheap on FanDuel, but even on DraftKings, I like him a lot. Matt Chapman and Machado. And then my boy Matt Carpenter. Um <laughs> this is the kind of time you know to play him against a righty who's not striking out a bunch of lefties um but ideally i think you can get uh turner on Fanduel and at least up to chapman machado on DraftKings. okay cards
4: yeah i love matt chapman tonight uh in tournaments he's one of my favorite overall bats on the slate and there are going to be some people playing andrew haney tonight he's a solid pitcher he's got some strikeout upside but He allows a lot of hard contact, and the A's match up pretty well against a lefty pitcher that allows hard contact. So uh, guys like Matt Chapman and the outfielders for Oakland who we'll talk about, uh, I think, are really strong plays tonight uh, as a little preview to our stacks. Oakland's one of my favorite sneaky teams to target tonight. Um, You know, As as for Carpenter, I I hate to add to cheese's fire with Carpenter, uh, but in the inter-squad games that the Cardinals played, he looked really, really good at the plate, and I understand that it's just – intra-squad scrimmages but he homered off of Flaherty he homered off of Michaelis um, and he had some good at-bats in a a game that they played against the Royals the other day so I mean somebody's got to be the MVP yeah and I mean last year was so awful for Carpenter I mean he was he was terrible all year bottom
6: line is he was hurt if he's not hurt the guy can hit
4: yeah so from what he's shown over the last couple of weeks he looks a lot better than he did all of last year so Uh, Rooting for him, the Cardinals need him to come through in that lineup. So I think Chapman and Carpenter strong plays at uh, at third base tonight. Those are probably the two that uh, Chapman, by far, uh, he's probably the player, the the bat that I have the most exposure to on the entire slate.
5: Okay, interesting. Why don't you lead us off with short?
4: Yeah, so this is a a position that, relative to first base, second base, uh, you know, you can you can really get some upside here. Uh, It's just a matter of you know who you want to target for that potential. Trevor story is too expensive and righty on righty against Lance Lynn, a pitcher with very extreme splits. Uh, story, I think, is the guy you cross off the list tonight. He's not hitting at Coors Field. Uh, but otherwise, you can make a case for for the other top options, Lindor, Bogarts, Fernando Tatis, Correa, all in good spots tonight. Uh, if you're looking to spend up, I mean, it's probably one of those four guys. Uh, again, you know, you'll get some people going a little bit cheaper Ah, uh, Gregorius is a little uh, a little affordable under 4K on DraftKings. Uh, if you're looking to go under 4K, you know he would be an option. Had more interest in Corey Seager before the Giants threw a lefty in there, so uh, I had him tagged as a GPP option earlier, but I untagged him. I still think he's fine if you're, especially if you're stacking the Dodgers. But uh, I prefer those other guys instead, though.
5: No. Okay, excellent, Cheese.
6: Yeah, so Corey Seager's the guy who takes the biggest hit um, with the Giants switching the pitcher. So personally, where I had him um, in my cash lineup, I went down to D.D. Gregorius, um, who I do like. But, you know, up top, personally, Lindor is my favorite, but certainly I love Bogars and Tatis and Correa. Um, it's such a weird slate. Like, shortstop is so good. Story, Baez, and Mondesi combined will get, like, 5% ownership just because there's so many good shortstops. So they're all tournament viable. Uh, but to me, it's Lindor, uh, is the guy I want the most. Okay. Outfield. Um, so we can kind of talk about it in buckets. I mean, there's tons of outfielders again, it, we've sort of switched up top. I changed my core play. Like I mentioned from Muncie to bets. Um, now that we have Tyler Anderson starting for the giants, I like bets. I still like Bellinger plenty. Um, but as far as paying up, it's those two Dodgers and Bryce Harper, uh, that I really love. Um, the like the weird random chalk play of the day is Jay Bruce on FanDuel because he's $2,100. Um, there's nothing magical about Jay Bruce, but he does have, he's going to hit plenty of home runs um, and he's $2,100. So I, I do like him on FanDuel. Um, the DraftKings, sort of that 4K range, um, We should have not mention JD Martinez this is the other like obvious expensive play that I think if you're playing cash, you, you need him. Um, but we've got the A's guys, Chris Davis with a K, uh, Mark Canna, um, Texas, like Joey Gallo and Chu are in there. I like Fran Miel Reyes and Domingo Santana for Cleveland. Um, you can find a lot of power that's just kind of affordable. Um, and most of those guys are around 3k on FanDuel. Excellent. Guards, anything to add?
4: Yeah, this is a spot where you can get lower owned guys that just kind of, you know, go under the radar because you can, you know, you're kind of confined with how many outfielders you can play. I mean, you look at somebody with GPP winning type of upside like Joey Gallo at four or 5% ownership tonight. Um, you know, he might strike out three times against a good pitcher, but uh, certainly has the potential to go yard anytime he steps up to the plate. So um, agree with pretty much everything Cheese said, you know, the Philly guys, Bruce is your chalky value. Bryce Harper uh, will be pretty popular tonight. I already mentioned that I like Oakland a lot.
6: Um, oh, and, uh, let me just interrupt you before I forget yeah. to say this. I guess we just got an Oakland lineup and Chad Pinder's hitting six. I think he's 2,900. So adding to that Oakland idea. Yeah, Oakland's lineup
4: came out right as we got on the air. Uh, the Giants lineup just came out a few minutes ago. Brantley is catching and hitting ninth. And that lineup is something to behold for a second day of the season lineup. Uh, the Giants, uh, have been bitten by the injury bug quite a bit. And that, that lineup was pretty thin to begin with. And it's uh that's a triple a lineup that the giants are rolling out there. That's, tonight, that's so.
6: rude to all triple a teams, but I understand. <laughs> what
4: you're <trying> to <laughs> there's no minor league games going on right now. So I guess we can't even compare it to that, but uh, yeah, that's uh, underwhelming what the giants are throwing out there tonight.
5: Okay. Let's talk stacks really quick. And then we got to get to some questions because there are plenty of them. So cards, why don't you talk about your favorite stacks? You know, Chalky good stacks and then sneaky good stacks.
4: Yeah, the chalky stacks that I like, um, I'm a little less high on the Dodgers than I was earlier with the pitching change. Uh, I still think they're okay, but they are going to be relatively popular. They are expensive. So I think I've, I've lowered them on my list a bit. Uh, I think Philadelphia and, and Houston would probably be the popular uh, stacks that I wouldn't mind, um, using tonight and this is also a point that both DraftKings and FanDuel have ridiculously high dollar tournaments tonight if if you're going to play some GPPs tonight's the night to do it Uh, FanDuel's million dollar first place tournament uh, right now is significantly short of filling Um, there's going to be a big time overlay there and it's really top heavy so Don't be afraid to go against the grain, right? If you're building a a lineup with Justin Verlander and four Red Sox bats, uh, it's going to be really hard for you to win a million dollars on FanDuel because you're not going to be the only one doing that. So I like going for the low-owned stacks. Obviously, Oakland is kind of the team that I'm hanging my hat on tonight. Uh, I've seen some people mention the Padres as a sneaky team. If you're not a believer in Bumgarner, that offense does have some power not the top of my list, but again, I think you can make a case for them being a, a sneaky type of stack tonight. So uh, those would be my couple of under the radar teams. Don't be afraid to take a chance tonight. Okay. Cheese.
6: Um, yeah. I still like the Dodgers a lot. I'm probably going to um, mess around with some of my Dodgers lineups after lock and um, end up with maybe not as many full stacks. Um, my favorite team overall, that's sort of somewhere in between chalky and sneaky is the Indians Um I think they should be the highest owned team and they certainly won't be. So I like them a little bit more than the Astros and Red Sox, although of course play those teams too. Um, the The game that's sort of just lost from every angle is the twins White Sox game. Like, I don't know what to do. Like it's two good pitchers, but it's both those teams are loaded. Um, I do like some, especially um, offense in that game. I'm I, the pitchers. Yes. But I think you can stack both sides of that game or just take, um, you know, guys like Nelson Cruz are are going to hit their home runs regardless of who they're facing and when they're facing them. So I do like those bats. Um, and I agree with the the out west. Uh, Padres and A's are both interesting. Okay. Uh,
5: I'm not sure if you guys mentioned these, but Hawk Dark says Cleveland stack. Chance says San Diego stack.
6: Cleveland's my number one.
5: And San Diego, you mentioned. Uh,
4: yeah, I yeah. mentioned them as a sneaky team. So I, I, I like that in the higher variance um you know top heavy gpps uh, i think they're definitely a team you could consider in that type of format
5: excellent let's get to some of these questions i'm gonna alternate between you guys but if you have a question for a specific person put their name in and we can make that happen also be sure to say if it's you know cash fanduel dk all that that way we know what we're talking about uh Mickley page asked earlier and is asking again He said he's struggling with pitchers in dk cash so uh cards can you help him out there
4: yeah, I mean, I think cash games is certainly a format where you can play Verlander if you want. Um, I would probably try to step down. I I would probably go Bieber and Flaherty if you have the salary, um, you know, as opposed to Verlander and, you know, somebody like the 4K Tommy Malone. I mean, I think all those guys would be in the conversation. But um, if the salary worked, I think I would probably lean towards like a Bieber-Flaherty combo if you can make it fit.
5: Okay, cheese. This is another DK Cash question. New York Jet says, "Is it viable to punt with two San Francisco hitters, McCarthy and Brantley in
6: DK Cash?" I would say no. I, I think Brantley, you're okay. I would, I wouldn't do waste an outfield spot there personally. Okay,
5: this is uh, kind of a game theory question for you. Cars. New York Giants fan says, "Where is a better place to play a cash lineup? Uh, DK Cash or the Fan Dollar three dollar
4: FanDuel three dollar tournament?" So, I mean, I think if you're trying to figure out how to spend your dollars tonight, that question was worded a little weird, so pardon me if I misunderstood it. But um, if you're trying to figure out where to spend your dollars tonight, I mean, I think this would be the night to throw a few entries into those into those lower dollar tournaments because in terms of the expected value on each lineup, you're getting more tonight than you will most nights the rest of the season. Like, um, that FanDuel tournament is is going to overlay – a lot. I'm trying to see, I'm trying to refresh. It's not in my lobby because I've max entered it. So I can't see it, but, um, so it is, I'm going to click on it now. I mean, it's probably like half full. It's a,
6: it's right at about half. Wow.
4: So you've got 523,000 out of 1,190,000 entrants. So, I mean, there's huge overlay there. Even if you build 10 different lineups and stack 10 different teams, because you don't want to throw all your eggs in one basket, uh, you're still you're likely to cash with some of those. Just because, I mean, you're going to have like 50% dead lineups in there. I, this thing locks in seven minutes, so yeah, I, I think this would be the night to play that.
5: Likely to cash, and that's the one with a million dollars up top. So likely to cash, and could go yeah, it could win a be million
4: dollars. I mean, that's yeah.
6: not. It's a It's pretty night. easy to beat 500,000 teams when they were supposed to be a million. It was going to be <laughs> hard to beat the million, but 500,000. Right. I mean, it seems easy. Seems yeah. easy um all right more
5: questions here this is a dkgpp Geez, i'm giving this to you kiki or justin
6: upton uh if you're not stacking the dodgers you got to go upton because kiki's going to be so popular um nobody's gonna play justin upton uh okay. definitely go that
5: way and bad with a Fanduel cash question Pinder and bets or bruce and bregman
4: Ooh, that's a good question um, I don't love Pinder in Cash. I think it, it, when you're, when you're doing a, a 2v2, you'll look for the weakest link. I like Pinder in tournaments, but I think in Cash, he's the, the weak link there. So I'd take the Bregman combo.
5: Okay. I'm going to pull a few from the YouTube chat here. Peter Porker says, <laughs> Tommy Fam or Jordan Luplo, or as I like to call him, Luplow, Luplow,
6: uh Uh, DK is an outfielder. Fam or Luplow." If it's cash, it's definitely Fam because Loop Lau is a pinch hit risk. Um, I probably like Fam a little bit better, even on his own. Um, So we'll we'll just say Fam. Okay.
5: This is from Anthony Vaughn in the YouTube chat. Your favorite pitcher? I'm gonna make you. I'm gonna put you both on a spot here. You're just straight up favorite pitcher. Nothing added to it. Just your favorite guy.
6: Go. Cards.
4: Um, It's Flaherty on DraftKings. It's Bieber on FanDuel. Pots.
6: Bieber, FanDuel, Tommy Malone, DraftKings.
4: Oh, I like it. I love it. All right,
5: uh, Nije the God says St. Louis on FanDuel. How would you stack Oakland? Oh, I'm Just sorry. About that five STL. minutes left by the way. We got five minutes. It said STL. I assume yeah. St. Louis. He met a cards. Yeah, how would you stack st- he, Oakland?
4: He's act, He's asking about Oakland, and I like Oakland a lot tonight. So it's a good question. Um. Basically, I work from what you need to what you don't need. So I think you need Chapman. So Chapman's the first guy in my Oakland stack. Um, I think Semyon because he's leading off, playing short, I think you need him in there. And then you take the power after that. So whether it's the outfielders, uh, Kana, Chris Davis, I think Chris Davis with his history against lefties, I know his numbers didn't quite turn out to what we're used to last year, uh, but the batted ball numbers still looked okay. So I think Semyon, Chapman, Chris Davis is where I'd start. Uh, if you're adding a fourth or fifth guy to that, you could go for some value. Somebody like Pinder, who we talked about. If you're on DraftKings, you need a catcher. You want to play Murphy, even though he's hitting ninth fine. Uh, so that's kind of how I would build Oakland tonight.
5: Okay. Um, Someone says, dude, how do you make stacks in lineup HQ? Uh, maybe we can do that right after you lock. Yeah, ask me after and I'll, I'll just show you. Yeah. I think that'd be a really cool feature to show right after lock. So let's get a few more questions here. Going back to the premium chat really quickly. Uh Nbad says Pinder bets or Bruce Bregman Fanduel cash. Oh, we did that one. Um, yeah, that we
4: did that one. D,
5: D Gold says C Hernandez or Chavez Fanduel cash. I prefer Hernandez and cash. Talon B says one off as a Jeep and a DKGPP Harper or Cruz. Harper. Gregorius the wise DK cash Peraza and bets or Cesar Hernandez and Laplau. peraza and bets d gold both Fanduel cash uh these are similar but okay uh hernandez or Chavez and santana slash hoskins
6: I, I would play hernandez and santana and cash
5: okay i really didn't okay um let's go to cards here jmvp fan Fanduel cash your catcher first base spot 2600 and under you got to play there
4: yeah, let me uh, flip to FanDuel here. You can go, go to Cheese for another one, and then I'll give you an answer to that one.
5: Bruce versus Chew, 1v1. Um, Bruce. Card, you got a cheap catcher for us, or first?
4: Yeah, it's pretty ugly. Under 2.6K on FanDuel. It
5: was 2.6 and under, so 2.6 counts.
4: Yeah, there's not much down there. Um. I mean, Jesus Aguilar is down there, but against the tough righty, that's not all that interesting. I think you got to maybe try to find another couple hundred bucks uh, at least to get, I mean, get up to Carlos Santana. I think on a point per dollar basis, he's 3,200 on FanDuel. So that would be my recommendation to try to find 500 bucks.
5: Fair enough. Okay. Crossover King says in a big GPP, would you rather have Oakland righties or
6: Ranger lefties? She's Rangers lefties. I, I like Oakland righties better, but they're not going to be as sneaky as people want them to be.
5: Okay. Uh, just the illest. This is actually for cheese as well. Are you fading Verlander in a DKGPP?
6: GPP? Um, I mean, I've got a little bit cause I'm playing so much, but he is my lowest owned of the high price pitchers.
5: Excellent. Okay. Uh, actually pretty well caught up on questions here. Let me jump over to the baseball chat. Cause I've got like three chats up. Uh... Okay, DK Cash from Achilles cards Cesar Hernandez and Machado or Bogarts and Ty France.
4: Uh, I go with the Hernandez combo. All right.
5: Okay, jumping over here. You y'all have done a wonderful job with these questions here. All right, uh, FanDuel Cash Cheese Vasquez and Benetendi, or Duriel and Pilar. Um hmm Vasquez Benintendi okay probably have roughly a minute and a half left so go ahead get your questions in um by the way the fading Verlander was four cheese but cards you are fading Verlander right
4: yeah I have none um which makes me a little bit nervous but again I'm only playing those high variance high top heavy GPPs so um I I just I, I don't think that the risk is as high as it would be on nights where Verlander could throw 120 pitches. He's just not going to get there. The, he, he doesn't Houston, have that
6: 40-point ceiling.
4: Yeah, yeah. Right. Houston is not going to be silly with Verlander in the first game of the season on a season where more than 50% of the league makes the playoffs. It, it's just it's not going to happen. So, um, you know, in fact, heck, the Dodgers probably clinched a playoff spot already. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's they're going to be careful with them.
5: Okay, and with that, we have hit lock, um, guys. I loved doing that with both. Of you. I felt like there was so much good information coming from both directions. That was incredible. Good work, guys.
6: Thanks. Cards, cards does fine. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised how how sharp the guy is. Uh, yeah, right. You know for a Cardinals fan. Um, (laughs) He brings in the Mark. When he brings in the Matt Carpenter talk, then all of a sudden you're like, maybe I'm a Cardinals fan too. I got to butter you up a little bit. You know, like I'm, he's turning me into a Cardinals fan. This was a beautiful day. Uh, Let's see. We still have a few questions coming in. Of course,
5: uh, we're going to go through lineup HQ. By the way, guys, if you like the layout of this show, if you like the content you got, if you like having literally two of the best uh, DFS players in the world, helping you build your lineups, then go ahead, join up. we got the Core 4 uh, package going on right now. It is literally the best bang for your buck in DFS. So and also, up.
6: while you're talking about cards, um, yeah. so I, I'll write the Million Dollar Musings most days, um, yes. but tomorrow and pretty much every Saturday and usually a couple of weekdays, uh, Cards is also writing that. So um, you're going to get a lot of both of us um, in the Core 4. So, um,
4: And I've already seen the... The nightmare is the first article of the year always takes a little bit longer because you're kind of getting into it, remembering who's where, and with that being a Saturday lock at like noon, um, I've already kind of started writing the foundation because I'm scared as to how early I'm going to have to get up tomorrow to finish that, or how late I'm going to have to stay up tonight. So uh, we've tried to uh, I've tried to 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 uh, push that aside a little bit by getting a head start. So we'll uh, have that up nice and early uh, for that Saturday slate. I think there's eleven. Uh, day games on the DraftKings slate tomorrow. So uh, you can have your morning coffee and uh, get ready for uh,
5: for the third day
4: of baseball. So we'll have that ready first thing in the morning.
5: Nice. Um, let's see, real quick, Jay says, did they replace the cash tags with core in lineup HQ? And the answer is yes, right?
6: Sort of. Like we had core last year. What we did, we took away cash because almost everybody's interested in tournaments now. And we added mm-hmm. conviction stacks. So we basically have, the GPP filter that which cards did today and the conviction stacks that blender did um, instead of having one GPP, we have a GPP plus a stacks <laughs> with the core and the value.
5: Okay. Uh, do we see where that tournament ended up on FanDuel overlay wise?
4: Yeah. Hang on. I've got it open. I can so, uh,
5: help it. me with the math here and make sure that I'm doing this right
4: because All I, right. every time there's overlay, I try to get yep. in. What's so, so here's what happened. So it finished at 559,054 entrants, 559,054. And each of those uh, each of those entrants paid $3. Mm-hmm. So FanDuel took in a total of $1,677,162 in entry fees. And they're paying out $3 million. So that's $1,322,000 in free money that so FanDuel is giving out tonight. now' let's
5: say... Real quick, let's say that it fills up halfway, and this one was a little more than half, but let's say it fills up 50% of the way,
4: and let's say the top 25% cash. So now the top 50% will cash? Essentially, yes. The top 50% of the entrants that actually entered in the tournament. So, yeah, like half of the entries that went into this tournament are at least going to min-cash. Now, obviously, it's top-heavy, you know, it's a million dollars to first, and... and. 400 bucks to 50th. So, you know, it's
5: safer than playing a cash game. I mean, you have better
4: odds than playing cash to get your money back. Right. And you could literally win a million dollars. So actually they pay, they're paying out up to 50,000th place. Uh, Let's see. Oh no. That's the seven. They're paying up to uh, 300,000th place gets $5 back. So yeah, that's 300. That's even more than we thought half. No, 300,000,
5: Like sixty percent.
4: 600 entries out of 559,000 are getting. So yeah, 55% of the entrants are getting paid. So right. basically you got the same floor as a double up cash game with the upside to win a million
5: dollars. I'm so mad. I'm so mad that I didn't just jam in 150 lineups right now. I don't even know what I'm doing, but you don't need to know what you're yeah. doing. You have lineup HQ. That's
4: what I did. And I've got a lot of Oakland stacks. So I had to make sure because it's been so long. Uh, and FanDuel's rules change that, you know, I, I didn't remember whether or not they had late swap for baseball. So I was panicking about whether or not I had to try to get all this fixed up and, you know, in the 10 minutes leading up to lock, but uh, we have late swap and I can, I can finagle Be that. Better. I
6: got a bunch of AJ Pollock
5: sitting in there. Jeez. <laughs> uh, we had a question earlier in the YouTube chat about lineup HQ, which by the way is one of the tools you get if you are a premium subscriber here. And it is, just widely believed to be the best tool in the industry. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of debate about that. It does it all. So the question was, how do you make stacks in lineup HQ? And I need to learn up on lineup HQ too, because I am a novice.
6: Yeah. So I'll show you real quick. And there are some tutorial videos um, that blender and Brit divine did where they go pretty deep into exactly how to set different parameters. I recommend watching, but the real quick version is this is the main player pool. Um, up here at the top bar, there's a button that says stacks. When you click on that, so we're on FanDuel right now. It gives you the option to what type of stacks do you want? Whatever you click the box, if you want four hitters from one team, four from the next, you could say, I want, and then you put in a percentage. You could say, I want 25% for four stacks, 25%, four, three, three, four, two, and four. So that's, that's what it's going to give you is each of those kind of stacks. And when you scroll down, you set a percentage for each team. So if all you want is Philly stacks, you put a hundred percent Philly stacks. And then for the secondary stacks, you say you want um, half Cleveland and half Boston and you just run it like that. And it just automatically gives you the best
5: players that like the most optimal. Well,
6: well, but see, here's what it does. It gives you what you've told it to give you. If you don't set any parameters, Mm -hmm. then yes, you're going to end up with a lot of this close to the same lineup. So what you do before you do that, you really want to narrow down your player pool. So you might want to X out some guys. So I don't want Josh Bell. I don't want Wilson Contreras. And you can, and I'll set percentages. So oh, I want, you know, 25% Reese Hoskins. Um, but I don't want more than 10% Matt Olson. So you set all these parameters and then it gives you the stacks within those parameters. But essentially the answer is go to this stacks button, decide what kind of stacks you want And then set the percentages per team. So, you know, if you're doing a bunch of lineups, you're probably going to want, like, maybe you want to stack four teams. Today I did, like, the Phillies, the Indians, the Red Sox, and we'll say the Astros. So you have 25% of each of those teams as you're you're, – you're still going to get four players from each of those teams.
5: And apparently, by the way, you have to click the button in the top right that says enable hitters. Oh,
6: yes. So So let me – That is a
5: step that some people had missed. Okay.
6: Yeah, when you go to that page, it might be blank like this, mm-hmm. and you check that box, and then all that shows up. That okay. that actually might be throwing somebody off, yes. Yeah, I think a couple people missed that.
5: Okay. Uh, and it's the same thing
6: on, on DraftKings, you'll notice, but it gives you the option for five-player stacks as well as um, four-player stacks. So you click on and stacks. If there's nothing there, enable hitter stacks. Yeah,
4: and one thing to note is if you're not getting – the tool works very slick. So if you're if you're not getting stacks or you're not getting what you want, it's probably something in your settings. Like you don't have your percentages, you know, your percentages add up wonky or you you say you want 50 percent Houston stacks. But in your player pool, you don't have any Houston players. I mean, it has to you have to make sure your player pool uh, lines up with with the stacks that you're selecting. And, you know, once you get the hang of it, it gets a whole lot easier after you've done it a few times play around with it for one day and you'll feel like, you know, you, you learned a whole lot by the end of the day. And uh, it is pretty user-friendly. It's just that there's a lot of options. So it can be a little bit overwhelming at first. So uh, just know that if you're not getting your, the output you want, it's probably something within your settings or your player pool. Okay. Excellent. Uh, it is just about time for us to call it here. Is there anything else you guys want to say or shall we say our
5: goodbyes?
6: I think this okay. has been a glorious amount of fun and uh, we're going to get a bunch of these this year. I, I, um, I'm i excited that cards uh, is, is doing some of these with us this time.
5: Absolutely. That was, that was a really a ton of good information from both of you. Uh, I thought the weather forecast was phenomenal unless it gets rained out in which case it was really terrible. Uh, so uh, uh, for cards and for cheese, thank you guys so much. Always a pleasure. Everybody watching, by the way, if you're in the YouTube chat, we do this every day. We have so much amazing content on Roto grinders sign up for the core four package and. Uh, there you go. You get you get all of this content and more, and lineup HQ. Uh, so we are out of here. We will catch you tomorrow. You have been crushed.